Okay, we're back. We got Ryan. Uh, overwhelming uh, response to Ryan being here. You no, guys no, loved yeah. it. No. Uh, I heard a ton of it. He's a man on planet Earth, a man with a plan. And so we brought him back. That's Ryan, ladies and gentlemen. And today we have some very cool stuff to talk about. But real quick, re- I promise, real quick before we get into it, uh, some podcast news, some audio format podcast news. I told you in the past episode that it was going live on all the different platforms, Spotify, etc. cetera. Uh, it is now also on iTunes. So celebrate good times because that takes a little longer than the other platforms for approval. So go download it on iTunes if you want the audio-only version of this podcast-ish style show. Of course, you can get it in all those other places that I mentioned earlier too, or you can just go to the website, lulater.com. The details are there. You can click the subscribe button there and see all the different audio choices that exist. Whatever your service is, you can use it. All right, Will, enough about that. We're getting straight into it today. We're not wasting any time. It's rapid fire, if you don't mind. So what do you got first for us? Oh my goodness, I heard about this. Can you read that headline for us, Ryan? Yeah, Samsung exploded Galaxy S10 5G caused by external impact. Oh, man. Can we... The exploding phone story, it never dies. It's always there. (laughs) It's always a threat. This is not good for Samsung. They just want to be done with the word exploding at this point. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, you know, that uh, (laughs) it's Samsung again. It's... (laughs) Was that me down there in this particular? Wow, there I am. That's, uh, we did not plan that. Anyhow, so uh, a, a Galaxy S10 5G, this is a model not a lot of people have seen. Mm-hmm. It's the super high-end model. It's a little bit bigger than the uh, S10 Plus. A little more expensive and of course features 5G. These batteries, they're fitting them into slimmer compartments. The density of the cells uh, are, are resulting in these type of situations from time to time. Now, now they are saying it's a consequence of external impact. After retrieving the device from the customer, Samsung has closely inspected the device and concluded the damage was caused by an external impact. So at this point, we have one case. It's not like the Note series when it happened the last time yeah. where uh, those, that was spontaneous with, with or without impact, apparently, that was happening. So maybe it's an isolated thing. It's, got, it's concerning nonetheless. Yeah, you don't want phones exploding, period. Period. Yeah, yeah. I, obviously, it's, hopefully it's an isolated incident. I guess we'll find out soon mm. enough. Mm. How, how many people own these, would you think? Like, is there a guess? The estimate? 5G specifically? Yeah. Not many. Mm-hmm. But I would assume that components are kind of similar to the standard S10, and lots of people own those. That's true. But then, if that were the case, you may have expected with all those S10s out in the wild, we may have seen some of these issues already, which we didn't. Yeah. Here's a question for you, Ryan. Everyday, everyday guy Mm -hmm. out there in the world. Does this type of news here, would it stop you from purchasing a Samsung product, an S10, when you see stuff like this? Maybe from purchasing? I don't think so, though. But if I owned one, I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. I, I'm not changing anything. If I already own one of those, I'm not returning it. I'm just it's not enough. my daily life, yeah. Not enough to throw you off. Nah, it doesn't phase me one bit. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. You guys let us know if you agree or disagree. I think it's not good. It's kind of the worst thing that could happen with your smartphone. 
it, it would be scary. It's never happened to me personally, but this now makes a few devices that have had an issue like this. And uh, it's just, it's not, a, it's not an ideal situation, but I'm kind of with Ryan in the sense that I don't, I don't imagine it's going to become widespread, but I wouldn't have imagined that would be the case with the Note 7 either. So time will tell mm-hmm. as usual. It's another exploding phone. This one was not caught on camera, the latest one. S10 5G. Side note, I'd like to check out the S10 5G. So Samsung, let's get it figured out. You hit up Willie Do. It's a giant 6.7 inch screen on this particular model, but the phone is very slim. And at a certain point, Ryan, customers, they want it all. Slim design. Yeah. Batteries that last forever. Never explode. Durability. No notch. No notch. Yeah. They want it all. Are customers asking too much, Ryan? Well, they're always going to want more. I mean, I, I, me personally, I, I don't need it all. But yeah, I think the majority of people, everybody wants to see advancements in technology and, you know, have the, the most pleasant and, but at and what cost? best experience. But at what cost? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's another conversation. But yeah. All right, it, what do you got next, Will? <laughs> oh, yes. Have to talk about this. So in yesterday's episode, we talked a little bit about the revenue structure, Apple's revenue structure, shifting towards services, moving away from iPhone. We have a little bit more detail here today regarding smartphone shipments, and the situation seems worse than originally imagined. Pretty much everybody in the game is down, and down pretty substantially, with the exception of Huawei. Huawei is way up. Oppo's up a little bit, but Huawei is way up, and if... Depending on how you want to read this graph, some of that, some of that growth had to come from Apple and others. Because look at this, Huawei's up 50% in annual growth, and Apple is down 23%. Others are down 21%. Samsung is down 10%. So is Huawei just... Is Huawei gobbling up exactly. are they, some of that market share? Are they eating Samsung and Apple's lunch? It's possible. Or are typical Apple customers easing, easing up? And, and is, is Huawei moving into, into new, new places, new markets, yeah. new customers at different price points? We, this particular graph doesn't tell us all of that. But either way, it says something about the smartphone marketplace. It, it says that... The, the leaders who we've come to expect to be, to be growing forever, at least it's been that way for a while, are now showing some signs, some chinks in the armor, so to speak. Yeah, things are shuffling. Uh, that's for sure. Like, things are moving around. Like, this is obvious looking at this uh, graph here. But, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot more moving parts, I think, uh, beyond just, like, maybe Huawei and Samsung and Apple you know, uh, with the phones being purchased from different companies. I, I, I don't know. There's, a, like you said, different regions, countries, and they're moving into different areas of the world and selling different models and budget phones. So I don't know. But, now, the other thing yeah. that's interesting on this particular graph is that the overall shipments are also down 6.8%. So there is kind of this global slowdown in smartphone interest, which is happening, a bit of fatigue that we talked about. I've been talking about for a while. It looks like it's setting in now, at least in the numbers. We can see it in the numbers now. And it's, kinda, it's the kind of thing where you can predict it if you're immersed in this stuff and you're, like, and you're looking at every smartphone that comes out and you're like, man, I don't know if people are going to be compelled 
to keep buying it, to, to upgrade. I don't know if these features are, are what people are looking for. Also, I don't know if people have the disposable income for the price points they've been expected to, to meet, the criteria that they got to meet. Because as we know, we're looking at Apple, we're looking at Samsung. You want to buy a phone from either of them two in the flagship territory, you got to bring your wallet. Right. And Huawei, for that matter. And Huawei, yeah, for that matter. Though Huawei, let's keep in mind, that encompasses other brands under the Huawei That's brand. True. Yeah. And more budget options as well. It's not just, pre- not just premium. Yeah. Samsung, a little bit in the same boat. Apple, it's all premium. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's possibly why they've been hit the most. Now, another thing I should mention while on this topic, because I know a lot of Apple people, a- analysts, and, and so on, they sometimes look at a chart like this and misconstrue the, the point that I'm trying to get across or possibly these researchers are trying to get across. This specifically is in relationship to smartphone units, right? This has nothing to do with profit hmm. because that analysis is always skews differently because Apple, with that high price point, that premium product is, is, is typically experiencing higher margins than a company like Samsung and, and, and others. They've just they've figured out supply chain and they make tons of money. Uh, but everyone knows that. Billions and billions of dollars. So this is units. This is users. This is people upgrading. Either way you want to slice it, not great for Apple. Samsung at minus 10, they're not, not, a, not as much of a problem. But the others that, that are listed down below are in a similar boat to Apple. But Apple specifically, this number here is the reason why they made that major play into services that we talked about yesterday. That they have to change as a company because the thing that they're currently selling, not that they're going to be dead, not that they're going to be gone, not that there's not a market for it, but the growth they've experienced in that product category appears to be less sustainable or not completely sustainable forever. Yeah. Based on yeah. these figures here, if these are to be uh, to be believed, which I have no reason not to believe them. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 you're right. And you've said it before where, you know, there's a lot more competition. Competition is healthy because the consumer uh, eventually, hopefully, is, is the winner, right? You know, getting better products for less money. So, you know, what, guy, I got a question for you guys. Let's do our very own market test right now. We might as well because we have an audience here. If you're planning on getting a new smartphone within the next year, next from this point forward, I'd like to know which smartphone are you considering, which brand in this list will be your next smartphone. We're going to do our very own Lou Later market study in the comments section. I'm curious. All right, what do you got next, Will? Uh, this one's a quick one. A quick one. Love it. Did you watch this uh, new Apple iPhone render? I have not seen it. So we're on a YouTube channel, Concepts iPhone. And it is an imagination, a render of a potential upcoming iPhone 11. Very glass, very glassy, which I like. Um, not for fingerprints, but for the purpose of a render, those reflections, Will, hey, those, 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 uh, intense, yeah. those liquid, liquid-like reflections. I mean, this looks like real life. Holy moly. Uh, so the notch is there. Alive and well. Nothing you can do about that if you want the Face ID tech the way that Apple has implemented it. Uh, I should mention, using the uh, 10s Max, I, I'm back on the Face ID whether I like it or not. And uh, 
There is something nice about the added security that doesn't come with an optical, strictly lens-based, camera-based face unlock. Because I, I had been using that on the Samsung devices. It was, it was crazy fast, but I tricked it. You remember that, Ryan? Yeah, I, I tricked I it. This one, less trickable. So anyway, that's the consequence. You get this giant notch, which unfortunately lives, has to live on the next-gen iPhone. These renders are so lifelike. This dude is he's bringing the heat with these renders. They're so lifelike. Anyhow, uh, the difference, the main difference, the big difference on the back of the device. So I'll see if you can find a frame, Will, of the back of the device with the camera bulge, which is a polarizing topic. There it is. Some people care, some people don't. It's a giant square to fit in this extra lens, ultra wide angle lens. Uh, I think people are going to, I don't know. I, actually, I, I can't say for certain. I think if you're an iPhone fan and you were going to upgrade, you'll get used to it. It's a little more offensive on this guy's white model render than the black one. It looks sort of like a, yeah, like a insect's eyeball. But uh, yeah, this is in line with the rumors and leaks. It's starting to seem like the next generation iPhone is going to look like this. And uh, for better or for worse, whether people like it or not. What do you think about wide angle, the wide angle lens smartphone situation, Ryan? Uh, I'm not the guy to ask. Yeah, you when are. It comes yeah, to you the camera. Yeah, you are. You take I, you taking a lot of photos. Uh, on smartphone. I, I took a couple of the other night. I I don't know. I mean, when I, you were at the Raptors game, you could have yeah. benefited from a wide angle lens. You didn't have it. No. Yeah. I, I don't think I did. It's not on you my see? phone. Yeah. You would have had a bigger point of view, a wider point of view. You so, could have seen more of the. Okay. So the we, scope. there you go. Willie, Willie Deuce showing you how your photo would have been different if you had a, if you had a wide-angle lens. It's a cool option, especially for mo a lot of people that have smartphones. They're into photography. I mean, you know, just just because it's a, it's it's a readily available on a phone. You got the cameras. A lot of them have three cameras now, right? Three, I think. A lot of the newer phones. Uh, three, yeah, three. And so, uh, not it, including the front-facing cameras. Are other more of those too? I probably should know this, but are other um, phones or do they include a wide-lens camera like the Samsung? Yeah, that. So that's what. Uh, Samsung implemented in the S10. The Huawei devices have it. Like Will's showing off here, not not in that frame, but that kind of gives you an idea. These are wide-angle lens adapters that he's showcasing. So this is a thing that you fit onto your current iPhone lens to try to create a, a wide-angle yeah, effect. But no one's carrying those. Oh, not no, many people. No, are it's not. It's not nearly as convenient as having it baked in. But what it allows you to do, if you're taking a photo, that's a, that's a good good example. Like if you're taking a photo of an environment, architecture, something like this, or a large group of people in mm -hmm. a tight space where you can't back up far enough, you can just fit more in the frame. You can get a better perspective. So for you at the Raptors game, instead of getting some kind of like uh, small window into what it would look like with a wide lens, you kind of see, it gives you a more of a feeling of what it would be like to be there. Your point of view. Ah, I see. So yeah. you would see some of like, like a little bit of the edge over here of the people that would have been next to you, and you would see up a little higher into the rafters. It just it just helps present the space in a more dynamic fashion. Had I had that option, I probably would have checked it out and taken a couple snapshots. There you but, go. Um, I didn't. So so there. That this means you have to pony up the dollars for the next generation iPhone, right? Obviously, yeah. actually. Is OnePlus going to do a wide angle in the seven or just a zoom? I don't know. It's obviously would be it would be a rumor at this point, but we saw the camera samples yesterday with the uh, with the zoom lens. Is it going to be a dual or a triple? Probably a dual, I would guess. 
Anyway, either way, if we saw it right now, it would be it would be oh triple. Okay, update added news apparent leaked images OnePlus Seven Pro confirmed adds triple rear cameras. All right, no wireless charging though, which is unfortunate. So here, this could be your phone, Ryan. The OnePlus Seven Pro. You're you've been on OnePlus. You want to get the wide angle lens. You get the fast <laughs> charging. <laughs> If I, I guess that that is maybe one of these um, yeah, improvements or added features that someone could see value in upgrading. You know, not me, but not you. Somebody okay. else. They didn't yeah, convince yeah. You. All no, right. I, well, good to know. We they stood. They didn't stand a chance to begin with, <laughs> but they tried. I'm gonna hold out for that razor phone. That's my two bits. Okay, my next phone. He's holding yeah. out. He wants to. I'm gonna save up. Wants to save up. Fold save it the other way. Very yeah. interesting. All right. Well, you got some questions as well. Yep. It's a rapid fire. It's a rapid fire experience right here. Whoa. That's a big question. All right, really Sam, good. Marcus. Uh, hi, Will and Lou. In the last episode, you mentioned the transparency of Samsung regarding the Galaxy Fold. Made me think about the transparency of companies in general. Do you also sometimes wish that companies would just tell you more? Whether it's about what's going on behind the scenes or why they did a thing that doesn't make any sense or if they will actually change hardware in the Fold or are still evaluating it. If they can just be more specific, what's happening right now? So the question here, I'm going to paraphrase, is: is don't you love hearing information from companies about what's actually happening? Uh, I do actually. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think uh, when companies seem secretive or deceptive, it becomes harder to trust them and their intentions, and your relationship is limited. Now, granted, I understand why that can't always be the case because there's secret stuff happening and uh, there's shareholders and it's just a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that could get in the way of that being the case. But I said when Samsung came out and made their uh, statement about the fold and then, and then, and then delayed it, uh, you know, yes, it wasn't ideal and, and, and people were – it was memes and it, they were making fun of Samsung, but – end of the day they were protecting customers from from this potential outcome and even though you got to swallow your pride a little bit the reality is the reality of the situation and when you're attempting something ambitious you know you just you just be honest about it so i wish i do kind of wish there was more of that behind the scenes a trip through the assembly line hey here's why this is hard to do here were the challenges could be interesting a little mini documentary on the fold because i think people have a lot of questions and I think it could be helpful with this product specifically, but any ambitious product, to show people what's involved in approaching a product of that, of, of, of that criteria. It's tough. And I, I think people would cha- might change their tune a little bit in relationship to how, to how they receive those products. If you, you've been behind the scenes. We talked about this. Yeah. You've been behind the scenes as a smartphone manufacturing facility. It's like... Man, this stuff is hard. It's even harder with the with the fold, and customers being armed with knowledge, intel, is uh, can can only increase their confidence in a company. Like, hey, if you're willing to show me that, I feel like uh, you're doing your best. Yeah, you got to respect the fact that they own that. You know, I, I mean, that's tough to do. It's tough to, to, to own that, you know, they got to work on it and it's not ready yet. Yeah, they could have come yeah. out and said, even if, but even if they were going to do that, they could have come out and said, yeah, it's a really select group, a really select group of phones. The launch is going to be delayed, but not because of that reason. You know, like famously, Apple has done that a couple of times. 
Now, granted, I'm sure Samsung has done that in the past too. Yeah. Uh, maybe they they may have changed their approach to this because uh, I, if I recall correctly, when the Note Seven started exploding, they tried to pretend it wasn't like. I don't know. Don't don't uh, take me word for word on that, mm -hmm. but I feel like they didn't necessarily reach out and own it immediately. So I feel like this is potentially a change in how we interact with brands and companies in general. You see a lot of that interactivity happening on social publicly like, oh, you don't like your airline food? Go to Twitter. And and I'm not necessarily saying that's that's always the best thing to do. Some people are way too quick to jump on social media and to use their clout to like try to make things happen. I'm not a big fan of it myself, uh, only because I feel like you gotta save those moments for like the real, it's just, it's just hard. Life is hard, Com business is hard, interacting with people is hard. It's amazing, it's all held together half mm -hmm. the time. And it's just easy to complain about stuff and to forget sort of where you're at. So I don't like doing that too much on social media, but when brands are proactive about it and they're out there like uh, trying to fix people's problems, transparently via social media i think people really they get some cred for that people really appreciate that yeah you get a good feeling as a customer i don't even really use any samsung products and i mean that says a lot about the company and the direction they're going and i think so anyway it's a, it's a, it was a good move for them i think even though you're good. not a samsung fanboy that's basically yeah, yeah i don't really care i don't have any you know you got no skin in the game no none no zero no. zero okay what yeah. do you got next will Lou, how do you feel about the Marvel movies? <laughs> do you rather them or DC movies? And what's your favorite superhero movie? This is funny because we were filming earlier today upstairs on the Unbox Therapy set. And uh, this topic came up. And uh, I think it's going to, I think it'll be a funny little take there. Willie Do was partly responsible. Um, I haven't seen the latest stuff, but somehow Iron Man 2 came up. I have not seen Endgame. What was the one before Endgame? Infinity, Infinity War yeah. or something like that. I haven't seen that either. I don't have as much movie time lately. I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna be honest about it. I, don't have I, it. I think in general, like yeah, Marvel, in general, DC. I was take. I would say DC. I'm gonna start a war, but I would say DC just because all that Dark Knight stuff, the Christopher Nolan Batman stuff was just ridiculous. Like, I, I mean, I remember I got that on Blu-ray be because I had picked up the. Would it be the PS3? The first PlayStation that had Blu-ray. I think it was a PS3. And I needed, like, I was like, what kind of stuff can I watch on here that would really take advantage of it? And I remember in The Dark Knight, specifically, the early frames in the movie were shot on IMAX and then transcoded to Blu-ray when, when they're doing the robbery. And it's like a lot of those overhead shots, like helicopter-ish mm -hmm. shots and the rooftop or whatever it was. And I'm just like, man, I'm this is just some beautiful cinematography right now. Plus, of course, just the, the Batman-Joker dynamic. Yeah, It's like this, the Dark Knight. And what was the one after the Dark Knight? Dark Knight Rises? Was it Rises? Yeah, I think that, that's it. That one was not as good. Yeah. That one was not as good. And then before that, it was Begins, Batman yeah. Begins. That was the Nolan setup. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this one was the best of the bunch. Obviously, I think most people agree with that. Mm -hmm. But just the dark, sort of gritty Gotham City. I mean, Batman as a superhero is just, that's my go-to. I've said it. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, but uh, I grew up on the Michael Keaton Batman. Like, I, there's probably nothing I watched more. I had a couple VHS. And, and VHS, they don't even know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> tapes. Videotapes. And I had 
Batman, the original, Michael Keaton, uh, directed by, uh, uh, I'm dying right now, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, of course. Tim Burton, he took it to another place. He took the superhero thing to another place. So I watched that about a billion times. You watch it now, it's a bit hokey. But like, that was my childhood. I can't change my childhood. It was that, and then of course it was Batman Returns. Danny DeVito. That's, yeah, Penguin. Penguin. Yeah. Like, I mean, these movies shaped me in a way, those, those couple of movies. So because of that, I kind of feel like I just got to say DC. I mean, you have Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman. Like, this stuff, I probably wore these tapes out. Me and Vin, we probably wore these tapes out. But why does it always have to be one or the other? Like, this DC Avengers. It's I don't get that. Can it just be? Can you like them all? Like, why can't you just like them all? They just want to know. I know. People just want to know, man. And I'm, I, I'm coming out. Look. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. It's just, that's my life. That's the trajectory it took. So you like DC better? I'll take DC. All right. I'll take DC. But DC has messed up a lot of times too, right? I never saw uh, Justice oh. League. Oh, no, Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. I never saw that. And everybody in here tells me that thing is, is a boatload of. It's a disaster. I saw it. A load yeah. of something or other. I'm not going to Definitely say wasn't it. a dark night. That's for it sure. It definitely wasn't yeah. a dark night. So it, it goes both ways. That's why it's hard to pick one or the other. But I just pick. The the I picked probably my favorite superhero movie, which is The Dark Knight. Yeah, I see. Okay. And then we're going from there. We're going from there. And, you know, Heath Ledger. It's just, it's a whole thing, man. We got this upcoming movie with uh, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. And he's going to try to be the Joker. I don't know if you saw the trailer. No, I haven't. Huh. So I'll he's going to try to, he's going to try to be the Joker now. Good luck trying to spell that name, by the way, Will. Oh. I applaud you for the attempt. Yeah. I applaud you for the attempt. Anyway, they put the trailer out. It's like, I don't even know what this... Is Batman even in this movie? Like, what exactly? It's a very creepy trailer. I don't know if you saw it yet, Ryan. Wait, it's called Joker? It's the, called Joker. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, it's, he's the main character of the uh. movie. And it's like a gritty taxi driver-like story. New York City picked on... Uh, it's an interesting vibe, man. You know, I'll be checking it out. You'll check it out. Yeah, it looks like he lost a lot of weight for the role. It's got a creepy vibe, but I don't know which way they're gonna play it. They kind of did this thing in the trailer where they didn't tell you that much, which is a, an old school trailer concept. You get this feeling nowadays that a lot of trailers give up too much. This one didn't give you much. Like you're not really sure what's gonna happen in the movie when you see the trailer. So. We'll see if DC can get back to uh, get back to Dark Knight caliber. It looks kind of cool. I just this is the first time I've seen this, but, but like it's the- a different. Jack was telling me that the guy who directed this is a comedy director. Jack, can you hear what I'm saying right now? Yeah, um, he's the guy. What? Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, and he directed. Remind me. Uh, Todd Phillips. He did The Hangover. So, yeah, The Hangover, old old school. school. So he's just a comedy guy. And, and, you know, here's the crazy part, Ryan. A lot of people say there's a really fine line between comedy and tragedy. It's a fine line whether to cry about something or laugh about it. They can be. And that's sort of where the Joker lives. Yeah. In that mental space. That's true, yeah. You get a guy who's only done comedy to direct... A movie that looks like a tragedy, from what I can tell, in the in the 
uh, the in trailer the, in there. The trailer. Yeah, I got the same feeling. Yeah, it 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 don't it don't look like a comedy. It looks dark. Yeah, it looks dark. And so maybe that's the angle. You get the comedy guy to direct it because of that slim difference in life, in film, between comedy and tragedy. The Joker's just cool, though. He's a cool villain. Of course. Villain. Of yeah, course. It's the best villain you ever. You gotta watch so it. So you're, yeah. on, you're on DC as well. So I'm just go. on the Joker. <laughs> well, that's DC. I hate to break it to you there, Ryan. That's You're in the DC camp. Now you're going to get harassed by the Marvel fans. I feel like it's a trick question, too. You know why, Will? Because the Marvel is so hot right now. That I'm gonna die no matter what. They're gonna they're gonna come after me no matter what. Right. Because the the heat on Marvel right now, it's the whole Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. End game. End game. End game. So I'm gonna lose no matter what. But hey, man, you, what can well, I? Well, you haven't seen it. Maybe you'll go watch it. And you'll be no, like, no, now I'm end game. game, 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 game. I'm Avengers. Yeah. You didn't watch it yet. You can't say that. No, I watched it on Friday. Yeah. So that doesn't count. <laughs> you can't have an opinion on it if you haven't seen it yet. So anyway, there you go. It's been wonderful. That's a it's a rapid fire round, Ryan. I appreciate the back to back invites up here. I know back-to-back that back to back invites. That's yeah, right. it's, an probably, open, it's an open yeah. invite because the people they love you. I hope so. In the comments, it's Ryan this, Ryan that. Thanks. Yeah. The Ryan that. show. It's what we want. I like being on here. I'm not gonna lie. It's fun. It's yeah, cool. it's a good yeah. time. I mean, there's no problems here. Nobody else has invited me on their shows. So <laughs> not yet. Well, as long as you stay on Willie Do's good side, you'll be all set. Thanks, Will. All right, we'll see you on the next one.